Hi, I'm Shamar Griffith, codename Comic Shams. And I'm Andrew Tejada, codename Arate. I'm a blurred with a love for artwork and comics and animation. And I'm a writer and blurred with a love for pretty much the same things. We grew up together and spent much of our formative years watching and talking about DC superhero shows and content. In fact, we still do. Every episode, we will discuss a DC production, compare it to its original source material, and share our thoughts on the adaptation. We've enjoyed our conversations these past couple of decades, and we think you will too. This month, we're checking out New Earths as we hop across the DC-verse on... Yet another DC animated podcast, part of the forgotten entertainment family hello there i'm colleen i'm daniel i'm anders and i'm flo we're nerds who love science fiction and fantasy stories so of course we love star wars and if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of it's nerds talking about star wars so each episode we journey to a galaxy far far away to discuss what's new in the star wars canon and beyond this is yet another star wars podcast This week, we're sticking a child into the vents to fix the electronics to discuss the fifth episode of the new Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, titled Part 5. The episode was written by Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton and directed by the wonderful Deborah Chow. Be warned, there will be spoilers for the episode and all things Star Wars. All right, you guys, are we all ready to seal off the doors and make our escape? Just as long as we have that backup shuttle. Yeah, let me just randomly stick my hand to these wires first. Look, we got to get this done before Vader's abilities cool down. <laughs> <laughs> He's tired, boy. Okay, let's punch it with an episode recap. Bum, bum. We start with a flashback on Coruscant. This is when I was like, flow. I mean, <laughs> when I tell you that I screamed, I don't even have a TV in my apartment yet. And so I had to watch it on my phone and I threw my phone onto the bed. It was ridiculous. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go on. We'll be talking about the hair. I was like, oh, the back of the hair flow is already happy. So on Coruscant, Obi-Wan meets up with his then Padawan Anakin Skywalker for a sparring session. Cut to the present. Vader is on the deck of his Star Destroyer. Reva informs him that Kenobi is on course for Jabim and he promotes her to Grand Inquisitor. Roken's ship lands at the Jameen base, and Obi-Wan is anxious to get Leia back to Alderaan. But Roken tells him that the people have been waiting for months to get off-planet. Kenobi says he'll do whatever he can, you know, to help Roken, and they start prepping to leave. So, while Vader approaches the planet and orders the base to be locked down, Lola, from the inside, sabotages the shuttle bay hatch so the refugees can't take off. So, Tala thinks the Empire has tracked them down, which... Duh, you you are on the money there, Tala. Mm-hmm. And Kenobi reflects on his duel with Anakin, where the Padamon was overly aggressive and desperate to win. He decides the best course of action is to run. Roken is tasked with reopening the bay doors while the rest of the rebels, new rebels, barricade all the other entrances to the base. Outside the base, the Imperials prepare for their siege. Troopers prepare heavy artillery guns to blast open the doors, which that was intense. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. they had that. Like, also why totally unnecessary, things? as we'll find out oh, later. Yes, a million percent. <laughs> Inside, Leia volunteers to go into the vents, which was absolutely nutso. I don't understand. <laughs> to see what's wrong with the doors, because apparently she's an electrical engineer now. Um, but yeah, she's the only one small enough to fit, which doesn't make sense. Like, they have droids. I Whatever. They also have to perform maintenance at some point. <laughs> well, and they also set it up. Like, she's not the one who set it up. <laughs> right. I don't understand. But Kenobi trusts her and asks Haja to keep an eye on her, which is 
insane as well. It's a terrible babysitting choice. Yeah. So Bail Organa sends Kenobi a private message that starts with, I know we're not supposed to talk. So you know this is absolutely going to not come back and bite them in the ass. Big worried dad energy. He's like, Bail, this is so dumb, but I know why you're doing it. He's, I mean, he's worried about the lack of communication that he's received from Kenobi. And he's afraid that maybe, quote unquote, he has found out about the children. Uh, in which case, Bail will go to Tatooine in order to help Owen with the boy. Again, this is perfectly normal and will absolutely not come back to bite us in the butt later. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, like, did Obi, like, send any sort of update? No, he's like, not supposed to. <laughs> I get it, but, like, how long has he been gone? Like, how long is Bail supposed to, like, wait? I feel like Obi-Wan should have started, like, a vlog and been, like... <laughs> talking in code on youtube and just I been mean, like yeah it's all good guys <laughs> send know. a coded message like the package has been received like right. pop a bird en route to nest i don't <laughs> know right. Do also, something. They have to have text messages like why is he sending a yes. full-on hollow with his with his Fully face agree. honestly it's his too face. much yeah. send much. a cheeky text like you're back in high school trying to send a t9 text under the table like <laughs> right. come on. i never understood right. how people could do that that's that's a whole separate it's thing. called i never it's like called t9. skill yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway tala walks in and she finally kind of opens up a little bit more about her time with the empire uh, mm-hmm. A time when she was on the planet Garel and she had to round up a bunch of force sensitives under the guise of arresting them for tax evasion because we know that Star Wars does love its tax law. And she ultimately was, witnessed 14 people, six of whom were children, just mm-hmm. summarily executed by the Inquisitors. Obi-Wan makes the decision that he's going to buy time for the Path refugees and he goes to talk to Reva. Uh, she tells him that, yes, she was in the Jedi Temple during Order 66. Uh, and she literally saw Anakin slaughter the younglings. He, in fact, actually stabbed her, and she ultimately survived by just playing dead among the bodies. That was so rough. That yeah, was that rough. was really sad. That uh, was like some Holocaust shit. That was intense. Yeah, it was like, no wonder she's was, so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. Obi-Wan comes to the realization that she's actually doing all of this in order to get close to Vader himself so she can take him out in revenge. He's like, maybe we team up and she's like i don't need you and stabs her lightsaber through the door which again why didn't she why do we need the heavy artillery guns you have the weapon that can literally cut the door down the only thing i could think of is that she's afraid that there are guns on the other side that are just going to cut her down (laughs) that would be the only thing i can (laughs) but also like she and kenobi were right up against that door it's not too hard to believe she's like got her hand on the door and she can sense oh they only have like that little thing i can just cut through this like she walks up to the door figures out what's going on like i don't know that didn't bother me too much it was such a like dark side move too just to yeah. be, like loses her cool and just stabs through the door it was also just like visually stunning like mm-hmm. it was beautiful mm-hmm. and it reminded me of um rise of the resistance at disneyland <laughs> where we got kylo sticking his lightsaber through the elevator uh-huh. so I still yeah i haven't been on that yet I need uh, when to you guys come visit me we can go together that'll be at christmas time right i'll be here maybe. <laughs> i know right that's like, it's so hard at christmas time to find anybody yeah. okay so the battle is on between the troopers and the path defenders tala is shot i was not happy and ned no. b shields her 
<laughs> He's such a good boy. <sighs> well, yeah. she covers the other's escape by using a thermal detonator. Like, holy shit. Revo's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Before the Imperials can breach the inner sanctum, Vader has Reva stand down, believing Kenobi will come to them now. Fair. <laughs> He's right. Obi-Wan walks right out and surrenders to the Imperials without a weapon. Like, of course he does. He attempts to negotiate with Reva before Vader arrives, telling her that Vader will continue to kill if he hasn't stopped. Back in the flashback, Kenobi manages to get himself out of a corner that Anakin backed him into, noting that the boy's tunnel vision towards victory blinds him to so much else. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Inside, Leia has a small little scuffle. I don't know if I would say it's a fight uh, with Lola. Just kind of, yeah, bats at her, grabs Lola and goes, oh, there's a reprogramming bolt. Pulls it off and uh, boom, Lola is back. Thank goodness. And then Leia just uses her as the light so she can fix the doors. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kenobi breaks free of his restraints. He makes it back inside. He's reunited with Leia, and they have that sweet moment where they're brought together, and she asks, where's Tala? Broke me. Oh, that was that was rough. Vader does his power walk into the inner sanctum and watches the ship start to fly away, and then he decides, no. Grabs it out of midair, pulls it down, and just rips it apart. That was crazy cool. That was insane. That was fun. It looked so great. Yeah. I I loved watching that because it, it it felt like something out of a video game, but it makes more sense like for the world. Yeah. It was great. Um unfortunately, Anakin, because he has that tunnel vision, didn't focus on the decoy, uh, didn't focus on the fact that that was a decoy, and there was a second shuttle there the entire time that t- manages to take off. So Good job, Vader. You played yourself. Which, yeah. like, also, how did we not see that when the other one took off? Right. I don't know, but it is there. It's in frame. You can see mm-hmm. it. When okay, he I haven't done a rewatch yet. We just it's actually visible it, the guess. entire time. <laughs> yeah, oh it's there the whole time, but you're so focused on Vader and the action that you, like, just like Vader. I was going to say, are we Vader? <laughs> we are Vader in that <laughs> moment. Vader is the audience surrogate in the show. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly who I've always wanted to be. Well, while Vader <laughs> is distracted, Reva makes her move. She attempts to stab Vader in the back. But let me tell you, Daddy Vader, always ready. <laughs> He's ready for betrayal, that's for sure. He is ready. He reveals that he always knew her long-term plan, which I want to talk about this because I'm a little mm-hmm. bit confused. And that she's outlived her usefulness. So after defeating her in a duel in which, for most of it, he does not even pull his lightsaber. No, no that's phenomenal. Amazing. It was the most gangster shit. He just said, nope, sidestep. Sidestep. So Fancy good. footwork. Yeah. It was like, like the dark inverse of like your classic like Karate Kid when you first see Mr. Miyagi fight, or they had a version of it in um, Kill Bill where the master like doesn't actually land a punch ever, but just lets the person take themselves out. Yep. Yeah, Jeet Kundo action. <laughs> <laughs> So then he stabs her with her own lightsaber, oh. which was tough. And the Grand Inquisitor, alive and well and creepy as ever. What the fuck? Why is he so creepy? He's so creepy. <laughs> oh, my Honestly, God. I loved it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's such a smarmy bitch. Yeah. He's I a dick. It. I love it. <laughs> 
So he comes in, he's like, yo, bitches, I'm alive. And they peace out and they abandon Riva in the sand. So pretty fucked well, up. Well, as far as Vader's concerned, that's the worst place to leave somebody. <laughs> I <Exactly>. mean, <laughs> very fair. But is you he wrong? Have earned this punishment. <laughs> Wait, Ooh. real quick though, Punish I have me, to Vader say. Daddy. <laughs> Vader's line as he turns around after stopping her lightsaber, the uh he was wise to use you against me. That was so cool. Like Vader, Vader that was, was a really so good Vader badass. voice, I gotta say. Oh, that was really good, Daniel. <laughs> that was yeah, I had to like focus for a second. I was like, can I get this going? Like You did. Oh man. All right. So back up on the shuttle, Roken says the hyperdrive is offline, because of course it is, and the Empire mm-hmm. will probably be coming up real fast. Back in the sand, Reva finds Obi-Wan's holo projector and spin damage, but she gets a garbled version of Bale's message, enough to know that he is headed for Tatooine and Owen's farm, who she met and almost killed back in episode mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And then the episode closes on a view of Luke sleeping in his bed. She's connecting the dots. She's connecting them. <laughs> She's starting to connect the dots. All right, well, we're going to get into our reactions here. And because after Colleen watched this episode, the first thing she texted me was, Flo (laughs) is going to be so happy. We're just going to let Flo kind of unleash here on her reactions to this episode. Flo unleashed. away. (laughs) I mean, what is there to say? They reduced me to a 15-year-old, like, huddle of... I don't even... Like basically just come. Like it was so <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so like first we get the like sweeping shot, right? And like it's a little bit hazy. And you're just like, this feels like vintage flashbacky. What am I getting here? And then he's there. He's just there at the like banister or whatever. Like, I don't even know what you call that. And he's looking so good. He's like in his Anakin power stance and I am just dead. And again, like I didn't even have a TV. I was literally watching this on my iPhone and I just wanted to see it on a big screen. Like put this episode in movie theaters everywhere and I will go see it because it was amazing. It was just so good to be back with Anakin as Anakin. Um, I think we've all missed him in that. But certainly I have. Um, so I just loved it. I loved seeing more of Vader this episode. I, not even just in the flashbacks, like I loved the part where he took Reva's lightsaber, which was amazing, by the way. And we need to talk about this lightsaber later. Took it apart in half and then like had an Ahsoka stance. And like, I'm not an Ahsoka girl, but like, it was so cool. And it was so iconic. And I just felt good. Like, I felt like they really showed us Anakin slash Vader and not just Vader. It, like, Mm -hmm. really felt like Anakin was in there this episode. And so it was just so, so great. Um, Yeah, I give give me all of it. I just need Attack of the Clones flashbacks every single day (laughs) and for the rest of my life. But the other big thing I really want to talk about, besides how fucking hot Hayden Christensen looks in these flashbacks is the extreme, (laughs) extreme sexual tension that we got. Tala is shot, and they're, like, 
they gave us a good like four or five seconds of her just staring into Ned B's eyes. So I would just like to put it out there. 100%. There's no question about it. Ned B and Tala, I ship it. They have fucked. As Lando would say, it works. It works. It works. It works. There's ways. Probably borrowed some capes from Lando, did it on top of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that was insane. And he's like so the strong and silent type, Ned B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am super here for it. Super, super here for it. Oh my God, I love that so much. You were like, guys, he doesn't he need to talk. It's like, he can't talk. So does that basically make him a vibrator? I mean, well, like- we also don't know if he vibrates. So. <laughs> He can still be there emotionally, even if he doesn't talk. That's right. (laughs) Oh my God. So anyways, this episode was five out of five stars. Hit everything for me. I do have some questions. Um, Like I was talking to my boyfriend and he's like, okay, why were all these like people like playing jacks or whatever in the hangar? Is it like already being boarded on the fucking shuttle? Yes. Like, why were they just like sitting around? That didn't make any sense. They're so, so unorganized. <laughs> they really should are. have been in shuttles already. Yeah, they should have been like prepped, like seatbelts on. Yeah. Like we're and, just like, waiting just for wait. you guys to land so that we could take off. Exactly. Well, exactly. No, were they using the same shuttle though? Like in theory, they were supposed to be using oh, so the you same think shuttle like, that they were. Switched the plan halfway. I think originally when they didn't know the Empire was coming, and they were like, "We've been trying to evacuate these people for months." Yeah, like, but then they the do. ship that broke in was using to come back right. from the fortress is the one that they're supposed to load into and take off in. Oh. Right, but then like once they stick Leia up in the rafters to go play with wires, which is really safe oh. by the way for children, highly recommend. <laughs> um, shouldn't they have been like, okay, Leia, like you go do that. And then like people with guns, like you guys go shoot people. Yeah. But then like, hey, all you random refugee people, like how about instead of just like loitering, how about you go sit <laughs> like in the shuttle? Yeah. yeah how about that yeah. i don't know just a thought go take your seats <laughs> yeah and then at some point i just want to talk about it it doesn't have to be right now if vader actually did know reva's plan because yeah. i don't understand how okay i do want to talk about that now if if we are all okay mm-hmm. with that yeah because okay. Yeah. okay so i'm pretty sure like like so she hides among the bodies we know that at some point the inquisitors found her or she made a sought them out when she was a little bit older in the gutter so, right <laughs> yeah from the gutter so i assume she was probably living on the streets somewhere uh and they found her i'm pretty sure vader would like immediately knew who that was because we we see the flashback of her face in the temple like he would have been like oh i know that youngling like you think I... he remembered every youngling though i think he did it's possible. It's not. I don't think it's because he remembered every youngling. I think because he specifically remembers. I stabbed her. <laughs> like but he stabbed I, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, all that anger and that rage that she felt. There's no way that she was hiding that well enough for him not to pick up on the fact <laughs> that oh, this girl hates me for a reason and Look, being able to put the dots together. I hear you, but let's back it up to where we were in Order 66. Okay, so mm-hmm. if you're Anakin, you're going to the temple, you're killing younglings because yeah. it's not your shine, your shiniest moment, Anakin. All right. But like, he's doing this. His 
wife he thinks is fucking Obi-Wan. Right? Potentially. Like, and you think he's out here like hyper focusing on a child that he just stabbed? No, he's out here being like, I will destroy everything. No, I don't think he's hyper focusing on her in that moment. I think when they find her years later and he feels all that anger and rage, he's able to connect back, be like, Oh, I know. Like I'm gonna be I honest, like you. if like I've taught at this point probably like, I don't know, three hundred kids. Yeah. If I saw a kid like in 10 years, my brain wouldn't automatically be like, oh my God, George. Hi, bud. Right. Like, but you I also can't sense their anger and rage over the fact that <laughs> yeah, they're you not stabbed them. Hiding <laughs> so you think it was like a forced situation? Yeah. The The only thing that, um, that I was going to add to that is not just um, that he probably recognized her uh, through the force, through her emotions and anger and all that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a bit in the sequel trilogy when Snoke is talking about um, Hux, how he's a rabid, like, dog, basically. But even, like, you like you can unleash something that angry, and, and it has its uses. It, that's what it reminded me of. It's like, mm. oh, she was just a tool for him to use until, like, she ran her course. Right. So, okay, so we think this has been Reva's plan all along. So I think when- pretty close to it, yeah. And I also think, I mean, it's, at some point, it's... Vader just has to be prepared in general for the Inquisitors to probably want to kill him because okay. yeah. it's my understanding. I haven't actually read all the comics and everything with, that goes through there. I've seen some he of the stuff in so much. All in order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, like he's like chopping their limbs off as part of their training. He's yeah. exactly. torturing them as part of all of this to kind of mm-hmm. fully bring them into the dark side. And it's kind mm-hmm. of the entire, it's, it's the whole thing in the Sith that you try and kill your master. It's kind of their yeah. deal. So he's always watching out from that, <clears throat> for them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying some of us wouldn't mind a little light torture by daddy Vader. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, oh I can see it being that way. I don't think the grand inquisitor knew. I think Vader was like, yo, bud, you need to watch this third sister. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Once I don't think he Grand woke Inquisitor up, he's like, how did you not notice yeah. this? And the Grand Inquisitor yeah. was like, dude, I just recovered from the back to tank. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just got stabbed. Can I say something about the Grand Inquisitor really fast? It's going to be a very oh, yeah. strange uh, connection. Okay, so for those of you who watch The Office, <laughs> you know that episode... <laughs> If you're about to Where? say that he's Creed, I'm just... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's going to be something way... It's going to be a like way Toby. deeper cut, Anders. Way deeper cut. No, there's an episode where Jim stays at a hotel and tricks uh, Dwight into, like, raiding his room by saying there's bed bugs, And then he, he pretends to be a bed bug, And that's how I imagine the Grand Inquisitor walked in. Like, all smudge like a bed bug. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my brain works such a good moment such a good moment i can't like of course if people hadn't seen rebels they might have thought that he was dead but it's like yeah Yeah. i was i will admit that i was starting in the back of my mind i was like is there another power inquisitor that's going to ultimately get promoted and that's going to be their explanation for like the the visual difference yeah i mean they could have but then the comics like go all crazy yeah it's all yeah It depends on what they're going to make canon, I guess. But this this fit. I mean, he's not human. His organs could be in different places. We don't know. They do specifically say Palins have two stomachs. 
Mm. They do. And apparently getting getting stabbed in the stomach is okay. It's Qui-Gon was just a little bit higher, I think. We got like well, the here's what heart. I'm gonna Lungs say. Are his heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh the Grand Inquisitor says something very important that relates to canon and legend Sith. He walks in and he goes, Revenge is quite the motivator, uh, like, isn't That's it? Terrible. To survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Hello, Sith Maul. in Canon and Legends, Maul. Maul. Maul in Canon and Darth Sion in Legends mm. have used the dark side to keep their bodies alive through grievous injury. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not surprising, like, that's how they survived. Right. Because, like, if you're full of that much hate and anger, you're able to, yeah. to, to survive. Qui-Gon was one with the Force, didn't need to do that because he knew he would connect to the living Force. So, very boom. true. Yeah, our poor, poor Qui Gon, our poor baby. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's he one wasn't with the angry force now, so he's chill. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, he is. Very it's chill. fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Exactly. Everything is totally. He's like, cool. I'm in force heaven. I don't care. <laughs> it's true. I'm in force heaven, and I can still talk to people. This is great, <laughs> right? <laughs> Qui Gon's just like living his best afterlife at this point. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. I loved this episode. Just like Flo, I was like 10 out of 10. This is amazing. Home run. I love how they used the juxtaposition between um, Padawan Anakin and Vader. Like basically mm-hmm. trying to deal with their wily master both times. Like this is Anakin's out here playing checkers. Obi-Wan's playing chess. It's not <laughs> like they're he still has so much to learn, even though Anakin is so powerful. Like he stopped the ship, he pulled it down, he was tearing that shit apart. Mm-hmm. And still Obi-Wan tricks him because he's like, I know you. Like you forget that I know you. And I was like, your dad. So yeah, I know your moves. And Anakin does know Obi-Wan's moves, but he lets his rage and anger get the better of him. And he forgets how smart and crafty obi-wan is like he just forgets it and then he watches the other ship leave and he's like well fuck <laughs> obi-wan got me played again. myself yeah i got played mm. so i do love though that he does have this mistrust of the inquisitors he's got that deviousness from palpatine now he's just mm-hmm. like yo i know all of you are coming for me so none of you are going to be able to take me that whole show of power and how he is like a master at this point he can take on any single one of the inquisitors some of them at the same time and be totally fine like he he doesn't even have to move really he just like has to kind of roll his shoulder and he's amazing oh it was just so good i do love reva i really hope she does not do that heel turn to good i want her to stay this angry vengeful pissed off kid who has had a really abusive childhood, teen years, adult years, and is just pissed off. Like, let her die consumed by rage. Just yeah. let let her go that way. Unless they do plan to do some sort of spinoff series with her. Then just make her still be pissed off the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather have her be like an anti-hero than be like, oh, actually, the light side of the force is better. Maybe I should turn. No, stop it. Just let her let her be not evil but just be like no obi-wan i don't need you yeah i just want her to be this character i don't want her to suddenly turn back like no you watched all your friends die 
and Obi-Wan wasn't there. And Anakin, who's supposed to be like one of your teachers, killed your friends. Like, no, just let her be pissed off. And then, of course, you got to pour out all the drinks for Tala and Ned B. Amazing. Mm. I wish they yeah. hadn't died because I wanted to see them on Andor. I think they would have been a really cool connection to have yeah. like Tala and Ned B with Ander and K2. Like it would have been so funny to see those pairs interact when K2's like, you can't even speak, Ned B. <laughs> like, yes. That would be so great to get sassy K2 uh, talking smack to Ned B and yeah. Ned B just like smacks him. Smacks him, yes. I so would like totally it, when Ned that. B basically turned into like the Bumblebee of this where he has to yeah. like use other other ways to uh figure out how to oh, talk my god <laughs> yes i'm here for that i want that to <laughs> i i would love that i do love I that want ned goes b. Out like a champ though <laughs> oh i would love that i just this is so goofy i want ned b playing like space radio just like <laughs> bumblebee does oh how my great god, would that yes. be to get star wars space radio <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm sorry, right. that was so stupid, but no, I'm I would love that to happen. <laughs> oh. Daniel, what did you think? <laughs> um, this episode was this episode was a hit for me. Um, I know I said last week, I was like, eh, last week was probably my least favorite episode. This is my favorite episode. Um, it was it just felt so good. Like it was the culmination of all the stuff they were setting up it makes me appreciate the earlier episodes more because it, you know, it was so great seeing the general Kenobi, like he was back, but that wouldn't have felt earned if we didn't see where he was at the beginning of episode one, turning away other Jedi. So like this episode felt really great for, you know, seeing where these story beats were going. I, I think Reva has been interesting this whole time. This episode really made me, like it it all clicked for me and she's become such a better character in my head because like they they laid little crumbs for this across the story like when vader is killing that child in the street in episode three you see her flinching while the other inquisitors are standing there like it's nothing mm-hmm. um she's terrified like look on her face when he tells her to kneel and mm-hmm. gives her the grand inquisitor pin mm-hmm. you know we, we wondered why she's so driven and angry it all makes so much sense now. Mm-hmm. And like some people have tried to say like, Oh, she's too, like she shouts too much. She's too angry. Like she's projecting. Yeah. That's the whole point. She's a yeah. scared child who is like, who's had to live through all this. So I really appreciated Reva this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I loved seeing Kenobi. It was like a mix of clone wars, Kenobi and a new hope Kenobi. Because we see him fight, you know, without a weapon, like a new hope. And then we see him mm-hmm. marshalling the troops and all that. I just, I, I really enjoyed how they handled everything this episode. Um, and I'm just, it's it's making me really excited for the finale. And I just, I loved that Vader Reva fight scene. It mm-hmm. was, it was That's so, so crazy. So and then when he grabs the saber out of her hand breaks it in half and tosses her one like all right come on let's go that was just <laughs> ridiculous like tossing it just, in the sand like yeah like here you go no so no come weird. at me and i love so, so my my roommate sent me a picture of this there's some ahsoka anakin parallels throughout this episode yeah there um, are when he's standing at the helm of the deck of his ship and he's watching the uh, uh them go through yeah. hyperspace 
Yeah, just like she did. Um, when he pulls the lightsaber back, Flo, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, like she does fighting Maul. That was so cool. And then drop uh, pulling the ship out of the sky like she tries to do in the finale of Clone Wars. And he just does it with ease. Like it was, oh, I just, I loved how this series is really making you see that Anakin and Vader are not two separate people. Like it sometimes has felt like mm-hmm. you can see, no, no, Anakin and Vader are very much the same person. They are intertwined. It's not like he became someone new when he became yeah. Vader. So yeah. Oh, loved it. Yep. It's the progression. Like he mm-hmm. does get to Vader in a new hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a scale of zero to 10, how much did you want to see Reva fly away using her lightsaber helicopter? Negative one. Yeah, I love like Rebels. Three. I love Rebels. I love the idea of the Inquisitors. The lightsaber helicopter has always been so goofy to me. I don't mind the spinning blades in live action like we've seen them used. Just please do not do the helicopter. Yeah, I, no. no. That's so funny. I was like an eight. Absolutely. Let me see oh, it. No. I just really oh. wanted them to like double down, just like go hard for the helicopter saber. Nope, not happening. Reader's about to kill her and she pulls another one out, flies away. Yeah, exactly. It's like go go gadget, Reva. Better luck next time, Vader. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I just pulled the ship down. You think I can't catch you? Mm. Yeah, but he'd be so surprised or like laughing at her. He wouldn't even be able to do it. You know what? That was pretty cool, Reva. I'm going to let you have this one. That's right. <laughs> All right, so my initial reaction to this episode, as I texted you guys right after I finished watching, was this is good. I really mm-hmm. liked it. You guys kind of mentioned the the individual moments. They did a lot of fantastic things, and it was just a joy to watch the entire time. Uh, it The one thing that made me just say thank fucking God on this episode was that they didn't do the full Luke Skywalker level de-aging on Hayden yes. and Ewan for those flashbacks. They just, it was, yes. there was definitely a touch up. They definitely had some makeup and definitely some, probably some digital cleanup. Um, yeah. But it wasn't, they didn't have to do that weird robotic uncanny valley thing. They just let the two of them be themselves and we just run with it. And it's fine. And the emotions came across better and for emo- it. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure... I mean, they they do have Mark Hamill on set when they do the the young Luke stuff. They don't actually need him for that no. at this point to deep fake that stuff. No, they can do all of that from existing footage and with the body double. So this is you know that it's them. It's nice to see Hayden back. Um, although there was a small part of me that was kind of like it would be the ultimate like flex troll if they did this and we never actually saw Hayden's face I know Flo would be devastated why would you say that (laughs) because I because I just love I love the the idea of the chaos where everyone's like no they have to justify bringing Hayden back and and I'm and I would just be sitting there being like wouldn't it be awesome if they didn't (laughs) you're okay I have just figured out who Anders is. Anders, you are Peter Baelish. <laughs> you are a little finger. Chaos is a fucking ladder. Get the fuck out of here, Anders. If I had not seen Hayden Christensen, I would have thrown my TV out the window. See, and here I am. I'm the spider because I want what's good for the realm. And I know Twitter would be a disgusting hellscape if that happened. And I just want the memes. I don't want the think pieces from angry, weird fans. 
there are so many think pieces from angry weird fans <laughs> i know i want less <laughs> but i agree the de-aging was really like on point because it didn't look like weird and gauzy and filmy like yeah. you've seen with luke although i will say the luke de-aging has gotten a lot better like it was so so much better but yeah this was it was good because like we still got a little bit of like crinkle wrinkles going on absolutely um, yeah, it was really, really great. Loved it. All right. I do have a few criticisms on this episode. And mm-hmm. let me just start by saying this is all stuff that I am 100% like forgiving on because it is, it, like I said, it was just a joy to still watch. And I think it's mostly about how this episode fits in with the other six. Um, and these are things that I think potentially would have kind of taken care of themselves if this was either like an eight or 10 episode series or if it was a movie which I, I'm kind of of the opinion that this should have just been a, a nice like two-hour movie. But starting off, why is Leia the one going into the vents? Leia literally just got there. These yeah. people, as Roken says, have been there for months. You're telling me that there's not one of them that knows how to fix the door. And we just, we have been given zero inkling in the past that Leia is into like mechanics. Like, in fact, she was actually not that good at it. She couldn't fix Lola earlier in the series so why is she suddenly good at electronics and being a mechanic it just that just didn't fit for me and i'm like to be fair what this just (laughs) popped into my brain it is kind of a nice link to her dad though i mean that's what they were going for but but like we should have set it up yeah when we met anakin Sure, he was tinkering. Yeah, like, he was yeah, he, he was working on a protocol droid. Yeah. And he was like, 100%. I can fix anything. So that was like part of it from the beginning. Like But I maybe needed... that's maybe that's the same like hubris that Leia has. Like, well, I can fix anything because I'm a princess <laughs> of Alderaan, bitch. Yeah. And Obi-Wan just being like, I trust her. I was like, Yeah, that was that weird. It was a nice moment her. though. That yeah. was a nice moment though to cute. set up their bond. Yeah. It was very cute. Like after all they've gone through. But at least so, there's somebody like talking to her over a comm, like on how to do it. Yeah, right? someone talking her through it. Like that would all make sense. It would be mm-hmm. a little bit, make it a little bit tighter. And seriously, um, there's not a smaller mechanic we could have got. Yeah. Like we throw don't have a droid. Up there. Yeah, we don't have a <laughs> slender person or a droid to throw up there. I was sad to see Tala and Ned B go. So do not get me wrong on that front. But I needed a little bit more from them. Like, yeah. Tala's story could have easily stretched over several series like if we saw her in Andor or even just like one more episode of this show Mm -hmm. when she tells that backstory like why didn't she just say that kind of up front like why didn't we get that in her introduction a few episodes ago it just didn't quite fit together and then Ned B I felt for him because he's a droid and therefore I love him but exactly like I don't have the kind of connection I, I had to like K2 or to right. Chopper or any of the other droids that we've gotten sure. to know because we never actually got to know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't lie, what you actually wanted was the Tala Ned B Lando L3 orgy. <laughs> <laughs> we were robbed. We were robbed. <laughs> Quick, Colleen, write the fan fiction for that. Oh man, I don't know even where to start on that one. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been so great. And then my last little bit is the Reva plot line. Like, I think she got to a good place character development wise. But again, like, are they, were they thinking that this was going to be like a big twist? Because they pretty well broadcast most of it throughout the whole thing. Like, why couldn't they just be a little bit more explicit 
up -hmm. in the beginning Mm -hmm. and so we can like really see her motivations and the mechanics in her mind as she's going the whole time as opposed to to this again I think that would have kind of taken care of itself if this was a movie and like I just don't know why they felt the need to hold that back right it would have done better for the story maybe if we had learned that last episode and then this episode could have been focused more on with Kenobi trying to uh convince Reva Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I I get what you're saying it was pretty pretty well broadcast throughout like why would we start the show with a clip of younglings like that if they weren't important to the story exactly sometimes they forget how smart and story wise fans are now yeah like maybe this is like oh kids might be watching it's like sometimes i hope not it's very violent but yeah like your fans are going to be able to figure this out pretty quickly and sometimes Mm -hmm. i think they kind of put that on the back burner and forget a little bit It, it still works for me but yeah it definitely felt like a little bit of hand holding it's like yeah we know yeah the reveal know. the reveal definitely would have been better in a movie format where it was mm-hmm. all contained. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's get into my favorite section of this show, the homages, Easter eggs, connections, and callbacks. Daniel, mm-hmm. you want to start us off? So to start, we've got a triple Easter egg reference here of Kenobi the Negotiator. So <laughs> we see, uh, you know, he's out there trying to stall time, just like in the Clone Wars animated movie where Obi-Wan stalls for time by fake surrendering to General Loathsome. What a great name. Uh, This is also Obi-Wan at his most hilarious. He's insisted on refreshments, civilized conversation. He's being such a smarmy little bastard during it. I loved it. Um, We also see he's not there to fight. He shows some of the wisdom that he passes on to Han in A New Hope. Uh, He says there's other ways... Uh, to fighting there's other ways that you can win even if the odds are against you and then we see a sequel era uh, connection where obi-wan's decision to face down the empire head-on to stall for time is a mirror of what his future padawan luke is going to do on crate in last jedi so that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah it was all super cool use your enemies Uh, rage against them (laughs) yep um okay I'm sorry. I just love that moment from Kylo so much. Adam Driver, you will always be famous. So true. Um, in this episode, we also got thermal detonators, which I'm not as into as, you know, other things. Uh, <laughs> but this is a classic Star Wars explosive that was introduced in Return of the Jedi. It comes back here. Tala uses it to sacrifice herself and her boo, Ned B. Maybe that's what the B stands for. Maybe it's Ned Boo. Ned Boo. Ned Boo. Ned Boo. I love it. I I did see some people talking about this and being like, well, why didn't they use this earlier? Well, thermal detonators are rare. They're a very rare weapon and very dangerous. So they don't get used very often for this explicit reason. So this is like a very last ditch effort for Tala to be like, all right, it's thermal detonator time. <laughs> like we're setting this off. Especially this like nascent rebellion probably would not have a lot of these just laying around. Yeah. I will just say like the only thing that could have made this episode better is if they had unleashed a seismic charge. 
That's all I'm saying. We just need more. More <laughs> seismic charges always. In our lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, back to Ned Boo protecting Tala. Very Rogue One energy here. As like when K2SO puts himself in harm's way and ultimately pays the price yeah. to protect Cassian and Jin. So oh, sweet. God. Absolutely so sweet. I I love a good droid who is very connected to their quote unquote master or the person they're just hanging out with. I yeah. I love that. Because yeah. Chopper would totally do that for Hera too. Yeah, but Chopper would just like absolutely kill all the stormtroopers first. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, Chopper would go out with a lot more death around him. Yes. 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 <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it was also like very like we are Groot vibes. Oh yeah. Groot protecting. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. All right. Next up. So this flashback we mentioned it's definitely during Anakin's Padawan time. Just a little bit of some of the indicators of where we are in the timeline. So Anakin at this point has his Padawan braid. And both of his hands. So this is definitely yep. pre-Attack of the Clones. <laughs> he is looking off towards what is definitely Padme's apartment building. So it's possible that this is like right kind of at the start of the Attack of the Clones film where they're like about to go see Oh my her. god, they're about to get into the elevator and have the best scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just as a quick kind of recap for some of the post-Attack of the Clones things, like the immediate aftermath of this. Uh, Anakin escorts Padme back to Naboo. They get married. On their wedding day, they do have a side quest. Um, and yeah. then they manage to get like a few days with each other before he's called back and he's pretty much knighted as a, as a full-fledged Jedi knight, like immediately upon landing back on mm. Coruscant. Um, and then they kind of have to start to figure out how they're going to see each other. She's still trying to hide it, hide things from her handmaidens who start to figure shit out because they're not dumb. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why have you suddenly changed all of your security protocols? And why mm-hmm. is there this other private code on your, on your secret elevator? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Why do so you seem fun. to be so happy all the time? <laughs> <laughs> why are you all of a sudden You've been getting dicked down by <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, I have to just say how uncomfortable that must have been that training session. Anakin's off staring at Padme's apartment, probably half chubbed, and then Obi-Wan walks in. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh god, gotta get this down before we spar. <laughs> and then like two seconds later, they go into that elevator, and then we get this amazing line, like right after of she doesn't like me watching. Oh my god, everybody at the is the greatest movie. Anakin is watching her through the security feed, and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyways you should listen to our attack of the clones coverage to get my full takes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh man good lord oh sorry it's me i was very distracted <laughs> Um, okay, so <laughs> speaking of this sparring session, Anakin and Obi-Wan have a sparring session. There's several moves that might look familiar because they are directly lifted from their eventual duel on Mustafar, um, which obviously is one of the better duels, although it's tough, tough for my guy. But I'm just saying some of us would like to be pulled into a corner by Daddy Vader. So good on you, Obi. Good on you. Oh, 
you know, there's oh, goodness. Fair oh, enough. Man. Fair <laughs> enough. There's just a lot um, happening right now. <laughs> so when uh when Obi-Wan pulls up the hollow message from Bale, it's the same device that Qui-Gon uses in a Phantom Menace to show Watto their ship. So fun little uh FaceTime device. Ah, Nubian, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I did immediately when I saw this part. I was like, oh, Rebels, put the child into the vents. This is totally fine. Fans of Rebels <laughs> will be very familiar with the smallest member of the crew getting into the vent shaft as it was Ezra's signature move for a long time. And at the end, he also did this too. Like, because he yeah. was still fairly small when <laughs> the series was over. Even when he was like, guys, I'm an adult. I don't have to do that anymore. And, they and they're like, just... get in the vent. <laughs> Uh, next awesome. up, we have the bowcaster. So Roken, uh, when they're fighting off the Imperials, is using Chewbacca's weapon of choice. And just mm-hmm. like Han, he likes it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, let's talk about little Lola, who's like one of my fave things in the show. Lola's implant is similar in design to a standard restraining bolt, which honestly was really easy to take off. That was yeah. kind yeah. of insane. It was just like a magnet. Yeah. Also, the Empire tried something similar to this by remote controlling Chopper, which was horrible, to gain access to the Rebellion's base, but it didn't work because he was too nice. So the crew of the Ghost knew that something was wrong because <laughs> Chopper's numero uno asshole. Wait, yep. Chopper didn't call me a shithead? Oh, he's definitely right. something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> And also, I think it was Colleen who said this last week, how Lola's red eyes are a reference to Hell 9000 and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, follow up to that here when the evil robot shuts the pod bay doors. And mm-hmm. quick fact about 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's I not saw that good movie. of a movie. <laughs> well, sure, that a million percent. But also, my dad made me watch it when I was mm. like... I don't know 10 and I cried during the entire movie because I was so scared and then for the rest of like my life up until probably I was like 19 I refused to be in the same room as my computer when it shut down because I thought it was going to try and kill me so anyway I mean, that's that's fun fair. <laughs> that is fair a lot like um the main AI in Wally also oh, yes. Yes. yes very from much hell. so Take yes. it from hell. so scary oh man, oh, man. love it so when uh, when we see Vader pull that ship down out of the sky, it's uh, in live action. It's reminiscent of Ray doing the same in Rise of Skywalker. Well, trying to and then blowing it up, um, which that was such a cool scene. Um, I, I'm not going to go down into my thoughts. I almost went down a whole rabbit hole. But you can listen to, to the Rise of Skywalker pod. You'll hear all of my many thoughts. Um, but it also is reminiscent of Starkiller from the Force Unleashed video games, where he pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky, and that's just ridiculous. So I liked the more, I was about to say realistic, but, you know, none of this is realistic, but the more realistic version of Vader pulling out like a transport like that. Hey, size um, matters not. <laughs> fair enough. Just depends on where it is in orbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pulling a Star Destroyer out of orbit, like into the planet, is just ridiculous. And also, the worst level of the game, you have to do your thumbsticks in the weirdest way. It's not even fun. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I have a lot of thoughts about that mission. 
Oh man, I have a lot of thoughts about Starkiller as well because Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer <laughs> is Starkiller. <laughs> Starkill me? Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, get it, Daniel. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Vader's destroyer. It is his personal ship, the Devastator, which is a great name for a ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's seen in the closing of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Another time mm-hmm. he's just kind of staring off, off out the window. But you know in that what? case, he's it's got the a lot Death of Star. Feelings, Anders. I bet you Vader angsty. writes poetry. Does anybody oh, else oh, very angsty. He's got the most like, yeah goth emo poetry like oh my god yes he probably has a playlist he's okay here's what's probably playing through the helmet like i bet you the helmet has bluetooth and he's just like staring out the window right and it's just like where are you (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) oh i bet he's listening to some like late 2000s like emo screamo like yeah something like that a little good charlotte super yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah our poor boy oh little baby anakin all right so i i also loved this part was like yay there are legends jedi names in arabish writing at the path base we have corwin shalve Jin atlas which is just a great name amazing please yeah. bring Jin atlas into this roganda is marin and tiberius which is likely tiberius anderlock so very mm-hmm. cool to keep seeing all of these legends call back, even if they're not necessarily mm-hmm. in any shows no. or anything. It's just cool that they're bringing more legend stuff in. I think Roganda is Marin is probably like the coolest name from that name list. Too. And these are all Jedi who escaped Order 66 initially. So we mm-hmm. don't know if they're alive or dead right now, but yeah, they have been through the path. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Inquisitors were effective. So very <laughs> so next up despite the fact that the vast majority of the people on Jabim do seem to be human uh, we do see several alien species hiding out here we have we see a family of trandoshans um, who we're not used to feeling any sympathy for because they're usually hunting wookies uh, we see a telpidian uh, tarsant and there's at least one kind of blink and you'll miss it it's a nikto yeah wow look at you because mm-hmm. they would definitely be hunted by the Empire as well. Yeah. Um, we get the line, it is over. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I could do, guys. Um, Anakin, oh. <laughs> thank you. Anakin thinks the fight is done because Obi-Wan doesn't have a weapon. Um, and this time it's not because he's gained the high ground. So, <laughs> Although, how great would that have been if something like that had been said? I, I oh just really God. wanted somebody to say that. Yeah, the high ground Everyone again, pokes his head bitch. out the window as they're flying <laughs> off. The yes! Of the high ground, we have bitch. the high ground, <laughs> bitch! <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been amazing. Oh, get Aaron Paul to cameo just to be the one that yells bitch because he is so effective at using that word. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, man. <sighs> well, on to something a little bit more sad. Uh, <laughs> There's the killing younglings moment, and Obi-Wan almost recreates one of his goofiest line readings from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. He was killing younglings. Like, okay, Ewan, I like you as Obi-Wan, but we could have redone that take. (laughs) George, what were we doing that day? Uh, But still, killing younglings, super sad. And they showed it 
very graphically more than I thought they would. Very much yeah. so. Mm-hmm. We did get the warning though at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, they did. we got the card. Yeah, we did get that. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh fuck. Order sixty six. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. We're going order sixty six yet again. Ugh, every single time, it's just like, <laughs> why was that? It feels. It feels dirty every time. It, it's it like, does. oh god, I need a shower. Yep, especially when you know that the clones are like Anakin's group, the five hundred first. You're yeah. like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> and that most <laughs> of them would never have done this had they known what was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, those inhibitor chips. Oh, Palpatine sucks. Okay, mm-hmm. next we have the planet Garel. Loved this name drop because I mm-hmm. definitely was like, ah, rebels. rebels. <laughs> the planet that Tala had to arrest the Force sensitives on is not new. In Rebels, the Phoenix Cell set up their base of operations on Garel, which is very close to Lothal. They eventually have to leave the planet, though, when the Empire discovers their hideout, which is a really cool escape sequence. I love yeah. that part. That was also just like a really cool, like decentralized base. Like they were like spread out throughout all the different bays and everything. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Smart not to put all of your ships in one place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up. Oh, my God. It's that girl. So if you are <laughs> a fan of the Star Wars High Republic, the High Republic show, which is a web series that goes through some of the new developments as they're publishing High Republic materials, you might spot the show's host and big Star Wars cosplayer and kind of general fandom avatar, Christina Ariel. Mm-hmm. She is among the Path Defenders on Jabin. Yep. And we're so, all available too, if you want to put us in the show. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, we're fine. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, we have to keep uh Ms. Flo away from Hayden Christensen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever, everyone wonders where Flo and Hayden went and then notices that the volume is locked. That's- oh no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just gonna me. put it out there. I'm willing to get order 66 and if we're doing another flashback. Oh same. In oh, fact, cool. please <laughs> order 66 me. <laughs> Or I, I, I mean something else, but we both know where we're going with this. Or you can order sixty nine me. Hey. <laughs> oh man! I did see on Twitter that this episode was going to be hornier. <laughs> the previous one. Yep. <laughs> okay. To round out this section, just wanted to do one quick note on Obi-Wan's and Anakin's signature lightsaber styles because it has a lot to do with their personalities. Obi-Wan is a master of form three, which is called Mm -hmm. Sorosu, which is a distinctive defensive lightsaber combat form. In Revenge of the Sith novelization, I love this part. It's pointed out that Obi-Wan is able to defeat Grievous because he's a master of this form. So he's Mm -hmm. only able to defeat Grievous because he's so good at defense not attacks necessarily yep and then anakin is the exact fucking opposite because of course <laughs> he is he's a master of form five or gem so which is an offensive combat form it relies on strength and power moves so it's a perfect choice for anakin this is just his preferred style like damn <laughs> so good to see them using their styles against each other and showing that obi-wan's is still very effective especially against anakin yeah that scene was so good like the choreography was amazing really really good Uh, i just want to take a minute because we were talking about a little bit in our reactions just to kind of talk a little bit more about the inquisitor's lightsabers 
just because yeah. they are really freaking cool in addition to being able to helicopter which you know we apparently have varying degrees of enthusiasm about <laughs> <laughs> but we do see in these episodes just everything that the saber is able to do it can be a single blade it can be a double blade or a staff the it can the hilt kind of has the semicircle, which is also like a cutting blade, but then it expands yeah. out to the full circle for when it spins. You can break it apart to use it in two. And we see Vader kind of use all of these things and pretty much put it against Riva mm-hmm. <laughs> on all of it. The only other time I think I've seen someone actually split that into two is a Lego Star Wars uh, reference. Uh, MOC, um, the droid, <laughs> he gets it. No, from... there is another reference to it in another. Jedi Fallen Order. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Cal Kestis is able to break his lightsaber in two pieces so he can uh, do double blades if he wants. So it was cool seeing them bring another uh, thing from from Fallen Order yeah, and bring that over. Because, yeah, it's nice seeing like that they included it with the Inquisitors because of, you know, Fallen Order is linked to an Inquisitor storyline, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was pretty neat. But we didn't get to see a helicopter, so. I mean, we did see her do the cool spinny rotation to try and stop Vader, and then Vader said, "No, just put his <laughs> hand out and marched forward." Amazing. I'm saying, did she fly? No, so she didn't fly, and and that's okay. That's Whatever. okay. Haters. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. We still have an episode left. That's yes. right. It still happens. Speaking of, let's move into our final bit here. Our questions, predictions, any questions we have coming out of this episode. What do we think is going to happen next? And what do we want to happen next going into this finale? Excellent. All right. So I actually had a conversation with one of my friends last night. They have just caught up with episode five. I I thought this was a really intriguing question because the ever-expanding universe kind of has to deal with rules like this, breaking rules, how we show things as effects get better. The friend of mine asked if the continuing representation of the force, like it becoming more powerful, especially Vader here pulling down the ship, does this diminish Luke's storyline in the original trilogy? Because there's not a lot of force usage necessarily in the original trilogy. It doesn't get shown that Luke is like super uber powerful with the force. Like he he does a lot of things, but not anything that we've seen that Vader and Palpatine, Palpatine can do. She thought that it seems like Vader and Palpatine are really washed up in the original trilogy if they're losing to Luke. Uh, my theory on this was that Palpatine in the original trilogy he's at the apex of his powers he's very Mm -hmm. complacent in that power he's not paying like he's paying attention but he's got his mind on other things like cloning and all that stuff he thinks he has everything and everyone under control especially vader so it's a huge shock to him when vader and a shock yeah he definitely shocks himself when vader turns (laughs) on him like he is not expecting this whatsoever and then of course vader didn't really want to kill luke so he's not unleashing his full abilities either i thought it was just a really intriguing question i think it has to do with george getting more like ability to do certain stunts and do certain effects because in the prequels there's a lot of op shit happening yeah Yeah. i was wondering what you guys think about that i think a lot of it has to do with the capabilities of what they could do back when they were filming the original trilogy yeah um yeah because like in the, in the first movie we don't see too much stuff of like uh of like 
we see Luke doing things like he puts the helmet on and he's uh, seen through the force Mm -hmm. or like we see the mind trick where you don't have to do special effects for that. You can just rely on the audience understanding what's happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. Or like in episode five, we see Vader throwing some stuff, but you can very much tell that that was on a wire being like moved over, but it's, it's what was available in the day, like at the time. And I think some of the expanded stuff that we've been getting like in like in the newer era like we see vader in the hallway scene we see his power like okay cool we realize he could do that stuff it's just we have to show this in extra like places like luke in mando season two when you Mm -hmm. see him just power through all those uh those droids Mm -hmm. it was it was like he was just cutting through them like nothing yeah we see his power there so I, i think it was just limitations Mm-hmm. that and like you're saying vader didn't want to kill luke he wanted him as his apprentice so they could rule yep. together yeah so yeah my boy I think, <laughs> yeah i think it is a little unfair to luke that he didn't get to demonstrate the power that we know that he had because mm-hmm. they definitely make it out that like vader respects him and realizes that he has power and right in Return of the Jedi, so. I mean, we get to see him, like, force broadcast himself in the um, sequel trilogy. True, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, that took, like, a lot of force power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think, it, but I think it actually comes back to something that I think we're, we sometimes forget when it comes to the original trilogy and the force powers and what it's what it's all about. We kind of forget that it's not necessarily about the force in that sense yeah. it's like luke doesn't actually really need to use the force to defeat right. vader he doesn't actually need to use the force to to ultimately get one over on the emperor it's all about the relationship between the, yeah, two the of them. emotional connection right yeah and at that point i mean he i mean they george said this um back when like phantom menace was coming out that it was like really cool because in the original movie you've got half robot vader who probably needs an oil change uh and (laughs) super old obi-wan versus you know maul versus obi-wan two kind of young guys in their prime Mm -hmm. being able just having the energy to do different things and that's kind of their justification on that front Mm -hmm. um and part of showing power is sometimes like how minimalist it can be how minimalist you can be with it like Mm -hmm. luke one of luke's greatest uses of the force in the original trilogy is just using it to target his his proton torpedoes yeah yeah for real that's insane he is very powerful i also think that and this is like just reading into the situation because of the effects and the sword fighting techniques that they had to use for the original trilogy Mm -hmm. but like Vader's trying to show Obi-Wan too that he knows how to hold back now. He knows mm-hmm. not to fly off the handle against Obi-Wan. So I think he's kind of like flexing here too, being like, oh yes, when you left, I was still the the learner. Now I yeah. am faster. Because he's he's still being a sort like a little bitch, sarcastic. Look, little bitch. I know oh, how to be why. reserved now. I know yeah, how exactly. to like be patient. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not freaking out right now. You're gonna freak yeah. out later. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not in. (laughs) So I think that kind of helps, especially with this episode being like, okay, he's basically like slapped back down by (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan and tricked again. So in finally in A New Hope, when he sees him again, he's like, I'm better now. 
I'm not going to freak out. (laughs) (laughs) I think it all fits really well together. It was a really interesting question, though. And I think it's just that George really wanted to do all of these things. He just couldn't. Yeah. And I don't think he developed some of those powers. Like, I don't think they knew that that was some of the stuff that they were going to be showing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you hope will fit in with the show. Yep. All right. uh, For my, what I want to happen next, I want more Vader. Like, is (laughs) Obi-Wan going to face Vader one more time? Um, Are we going to go straight home to rescue Luke? If you do, I don't think Vader can be there. I think there's Mm going to have to be something in space with Vader chasing the ship and then Obi-Wan's going to have to go back to Tatooine. I really want the Lars family to like get some time. I want like Baru. I want to finally see Baru get some screen time. That would be amazing. Um, I really want to see more of the rebellion, like this nascent rebellion, because Andrew is going to be our next show, which I think will be even grittier and crazier than this one was. So I just want to see more of these people and like get maybe a, a shout out for little Corin if he's in their group, <laughs> if he's going to Corellia. Like, oh, little baby Corin. So that's what I want to see. I just want, I want everything with Reva to be wrapped up. I don't know if they're going to do a sequel series with her, but. I want it to kind of be wrapped up because there's no inquisitors really past a certain point. Yeah. At least that we know about. Daniel, how about you? So I'm like you, I'm hoping that Vader stays far away from Tatooine because that would make no sense if they do that. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they are going to pull that. Um, like we said that we left the, the episode off with the hyperdrive busted and the empire behind them. So I think it'll start off and Obi-Wan will have to find a way to get them out of there. Um, I don't know if we'll get like an in-person confrontation between them, but we might get like a little bit of force time chatting or something like some sort of mental battle. Uh, I think one last little closing thing to uh, have Vader all pissy and ready for their rematch in a few years. Um, I guess like maybe we'll have a a small drop off of uh, Leia. Like, all right, see ya. I got to go to Tatooine. Peace. Um, and I assume, you know, he'll like the final fight will probably be Obi-Wan and Reva. Um, like you, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want with Reva. I know we mentioned that we don't want her redeemed. And I, I'm kind of on that on that train because it cheapens the dark side and the villains if we're going to keep redeeming so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it if we keep doing it for all of them then like what really is the cost of the dark side if you're just going to be able to come right back right um and i think reva is just an incredibly tragic character and for her to have started on this path because she wanted to avenge her friends and like that family she had and then this is what she's become like it's she's a nice parallel to anakin and I think Obi-Wan will try and give her a chance and she won't take it. And she's probably going to die by his hand, which might explain, you know, he was so heartbroken over what he had to do in revenge of the Sith and all that. But then in a new hope, he's down to have like, you know, Obi-Wan needs to, or like Vader needs to die. Like we we need to take him down. Mm -hmm. So this might be his, like where he accepts that I can't save them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I like you. 
let's let's give Bruce some screen time. That poor woman. Yeah. Like she let her be her own person. Yeah. Like best Star oh. Wars mom. Give her some stuff. To right. <laughs> she was a nice lady who deserves more. Yeah, I'm excited too. I can't wait to see the finale. I'm very, very, very pumped for it. I don't know what I'm hoping to see besides definitely getting Qui-Gon. Like, if we don't get Qui-Gon in this one, like, then what was it all for? (laughs) Yeah, what are we doing? That's how I hope it ends. I hope the ending scene is is him connecting with Qui-Gon. And I do hope that we see Qui-Gon. Yes. I I'd be okay if we just heard him, um, but I I really just want to see him, and I think it's gonna happen. Um, you you gotta believe. Um, yeah, I think Leia's gonna be dropped off. I think it's gonna be like an emotional goodbye. I think there's gonna be another Padme reference in terms of like how she's like been brave and has like helped the cause, yeah. and that like her mom would be proud of her or something. Um. I think we're going to get some like weird Obi-Wan Bail Organa scene. And I'm not mm. quite sure what I'm expecting from it, but yeah. um, I think we're going to get something awkward there. Um, I would love it if they would like tease something from either Andor or like, I don't know, give me like, give me anybody what if just like zeb shows up (laughs) (laughs) what if we're just like dropping off leia and just like zeb is there that'd be so great um or like chop i'd be into that um yeah i don't know i just hope they wrap it up i don't actually care about reva at all so i'm fine with whatever they want to do with her uh i'm hoping for more flashbacks i think the flashbacks have been like really effective Mm-hmm. just okay. in connecting Anakin and Vader and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. um so I would be selfishly down for a you know just an entire flashback episode would be fine thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... let's just redo the the Clone Wars era in live action <laughs> yes let's do that maybe what then Flo will finally idea. watch it <laughs> I will happily take on the role of Padme thank you <laughs> All right. I'm with you guys on a lot of these. Um, It's not going to happen. But honestly, what I really want to happen next would be that Riva is actually dead. Um, And she doesn't go to Tatooine and she doesn't find Luke and we don't have to do that. Um, Again, my least favorite moment in this episode was actually when we close on that image of Luke. Luke's whole deal right now is that he doesn't do shit. Just let the kid grow up miserable on the farm in peace. <laughs> the only good thing that could kind of potentially come out of that, as you guys said, would be like some Owen and Baru time, which would be good to have. But for the most part, I would be like, can Reva just be dead and we focus this finale on Vader mm-hmm. and resolving that piece to set up their, their eventual yeah. meeting on the Death Star? Beyond that, this is another thing that will 100% not happen, but I'm speaking it into the ether. If it does, (laughs) I can say I called it. I don't think we're getting any kind of a Duchess Satine flashback, but if we do, I'm calling the stunt casting that it's going to be Nicole Kidman (laughs) giving us a Satine from Moulin Rouge, still haven't watched it, um, connection. Look, sometimes (laughs) heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Oh, man. 
I definitely would love to see Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Satine, that would be great. I will say, like, I am a little bit surprised that we haven't gotten Satine references in here. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing on, on on Satine though, and I think it's I think it really comes down to who you need to understand the references because there is a wide swath of people who have watched who are going to be watching the show that have not watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to make a Satine reference you have to make sure that they either can miss the reference and it doesn't interrupt the story, or you have to basically download all the information that you should just get from watching Clone Wars into the reference. Yeah, mm-hmm. They'd have to handhold it. Right. Yeah. I could see them doing like a flashback sequence where it's like just flashes of people and one of them could be like Satine. We Ooh, just see like, like those, yeah. Kind of like when all the voices like talk to Ray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Be- mm-hmm. If we see that distinctive hairstyle, I will scream. If if we see Nicole Kidman in a wig like that with those <laughs> giant earrings, I will scream. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, also, though, I'm just going to say, Anders, I don't think Reva's going to make it to Luke. I, I think she might make it close to the farmstead, but I don't think she'll like actually... I don't think Luke will, will really know what's going on. Yeah, I don't think Luke's going to see anything. I think it's going to be I Owen hope. and Baru... Yeah. Otherwise, Luke's like, I mean, he's ten. He would remember something like weird. Yeah. Like You're like, hey Ben, why were you at my farmstead and there was a crazy dark sider? Yeah. Yeah. At least she doesn't have like the lightsaber anymore. I assume is gone, so she's no, no, it was there. Right? It was there. It was on the ground next at to her. She grabs there. it before yeah, she. Yeah. No, the full thing was there. They oh, reconnected yeah. it for her very nicely. Um. Yeah. She she grabs it. As she's like pulling herself over to the communicator. So then Luke really can't see that. Like we exactly can't have, we can't have baby Luke seeing that. Right. I think I think this will be the what convinces Obi-Wan that he has to stay farther away from yeah. from the farm. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today, unless does anyone else have anything? Nope. No, I'm no. just excited. Right. Excited for the last well, episode. <laughs> exactly. I just I am ready to figure out where we're going. So Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at YASWpod. Follow us wherever you get your podcast and hit that follow button. Check out our previous episodes on the main Star Wars films and Star Wars visions. Check out all the offerings in the Forgotten Entertainment family at ForgottenEntertainment.com. You can also find Colleen, Flo, and Anders on the Bohemian Geek Studies podcast and Colleen's Star Wars book reviews on BohemianGeekStudies.com. And join us next time when we're going to take a look at the next episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Any guesses on what it's going to be named? Who knows? Um, <laughs> it would be awesome if it was the finale. I was a just about to say that. <laughs> if, if they change it up on us, I would, I would be so happy. What if it's got um, like a real name? What if it's going to be like Across the Stars or something? <laughs> Or even worse, watch them go back and edit in names for the episodes mm. after every episode is played. So then we all look like jackasses for making fun of the names across. Oh my it. god, that would actually be good. I would like that. I would love it. It would be an amazing troll job. Uh, but until then, everyone, keep those rotating sabers up and be prepared for a surprise Grand Inquisitor. I lived, bitch. Reveal. Until then, <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. I feel like Anakin would be kind of homophobic. (laughs) He probably would. Am I not right? I feel like I'm right.
Maybe you probably would be. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm just checking that I read the vibes right. Yeah. You'd have to oh, learn how oh, to like, back off, bro. Back off, bro. You'd have to learn yeah. how to accept it. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying he would be the one who like somebody like put puts their hand on his shoulder and he's like, no homo, bro, right? Like Anakin. Yeah. Get yes. Woke. Yet Obi-Wan would be the wow, I really appreciate that. Uh that's not me, but thank you. And totally. would be very chill about it. Yeah. Yes. Like Obi-Wan I'm in love with like, your how team. flattering. I'm flattered. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Anyways, that's uh, that's, all, that's all I wanted to say. King. 